Hello and welcome to Power of the Community, brought to you by The Powerhouse. On Power of the Community, we like to bring on a guest who have or has currently, they're making a difference in their community. We hope that the stories that inspire others, that where they are today, are not where they have to stay. Guys, our guest today is the director of the Davis County Chamber of Commerce and the Visitor Bureau and the head coach of our Washington Hatchet football team. He is native graduate of Washington who has moved back to town to help promote growth in our economy, quality of life, and diversity from the four corners in our whole city and county. He is quoted as saying, the days of mediocrity are over, and he means that for our county, for our city, and the Hatchet football team. Guys, please welcome Coach Joe Morris. Thank you, TC. I appreciate it. You are now the number one guest on our show you've had mo- more appearances than anybody on our show so congratulations. Well, thank you i didn't give thank you an award i probably should have a plaque <laughs> or something but um but we appreciate you always giving us time and you know we go back and i just enjoy the the friendships and the talks that we get to have. well that's important and you're very important to our community you know how i like to talk about the powerhouse fueling hatchet football but i really think that the powerhouse also fuels our community especially with our kids and i just love what you guys do so thank you for having me and we're blessed, and it's it's really fun uh, to do what we do. Um, but you've got many hats, and um, and you definitely you've been here. This will be going on your second year, is that right? Or well, second gonna, season, yeah. but just I'm, I'll be on my second year in February. Gotcha. So we're we're, we're pushing some time. So you definitely <laughs> bo- uh, didn't. Uh, get the greatest welcoming with COVID coming in and kind of changing some things up for everybody. Well, you know what? It's interesting because, um, in fairness, I think it was a good thing. And not that the pandemic's a good thing, not that part, uh, not to confuse that part. But but you know what it did? It gave us an opportunity to really build some things. And and Mm -hmm. I had a chance to get my feet on the ground a little bit in a different pace. Mm -hmm. Um, So... You know, for what it was, as bad as it has been, um, uh, I can see there's an upside to it for me uh, in my role with the Chamber of Commerce and Visitors Bureau to kind of get familiar, acclimated, um, and also for our program. Um, So, you know, um, we're making good out of bad. Yeah. Let's kind of segue that into last season. Um, Had a great season, had a great group of kids. I mean... Um, one of the largest groups that showed out in a few years, mm-hmm. um, which which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so the kids kind of felt the buzz. They they felt a a, a mission, um, and they they definitely took the mission. So okay, we're going to take this on to ourselves and really create something here. Your coaches, great turnout on coaches and, and great coaches, um, people who really want to teach these kids and want to be a part of their lives. But the season didn't quite end the way um, we thought it would. Um, but it doesn't mean that it was it was bad. Um, the season was a great season. Um, you've had some kids get great accolades throughout um, and have chosen some colleges. So kind of talk on uh, some of those things and even some of the standout kids that you had. Well, um, you know, when we got here, um, we hadn't had much success in terms of the wins. Um, we hadn't had much success in terms of player participation. Um, and, and there's a lot of things. But, um, but the, the reality is we had good kids. You know, the previous staff, they had the right intentions. They had good heart. Um, but the reality was is that for our program and our size, 3A program, and that's all, you know, there's six classes in Indiana high school football, and it's based upon enrollments mm-hmm. in schools. We're a 3A program. Uh, for us to have 18 kids at, by the end of the season in the previous year and hadn't won a game in two years and hadn't had a lot of success, the key for us was 
finding kids, mm-hmm. to be a part of something. The key one is be a part of something. Um, and, you know, the guys hear me talk about it. The community hears me talking about it. You only have four years to do this. If you're lucky, you get four more. So four years of your life is all you get. Mm-hmm. And um, But also, more importantly than that, was connecting the four corners of our city. And I mean by what I mean by that is basically, you know, the worst kid walking the hall is the first kid I went to. Um, the most excluded kids walking the halls are the first kids I went to. And you know the backstory on that. Absolutely. Um, our communities within the community and uh, connecting with them and their families. Um, so it started with getting numbers, but prior to that, it started with getting a great coaching staff, people I believed in, people that had experience. Mm-hmm. Maybe not experienced coaching at the high school level, but they had experience as a player. They've been involved in our youth program, or they just were uh, passionate about it, mm-hmm. and, and they put that effort into it. So we had a, a large group of coaches. Half of them had played college football. Um, we got good numbers. You know, like anything, it, on opening day, you always have a, a larger number, but we settled in at 64 last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had 54 in our junior high, 94 in our youth program. And uh, fast forward to today, uh, we, we now have our own youth football yeah, program. That's something new. That's yeah, great. Yeah, Washington Youth Football. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, that's good. That's a new corporation, new board. Um, we're really doing good things there in the youth side. We added youth cheer to our program. Okay, so, I didn't know that. Yeah, yet. we yeah. added youth cheer. It was important to me that we engage not just the, the families that have young men mm-hmm. or, or girls that want to play football, but it's the other children they have to have something to be a part of in the fall. Mm-hmm. And uh, when families are traveling you know, to North Davies or Sullivan for a game, they might as well let the daughter cheer. Mm-hmm. And uh, that helps uh, Courtney Memory's cheer program. So we wanted to create that opportunity for our kids uh, and our families, right, and give them another outlet. Now, maybe they don't have a son that's playing football, but they have a daughter that wants to cheer. Right. So we gave them a platform there. Um, so here we are, fast forward. Uh, we, we got the numbers up. Uh, yes, you know, it, being the competitor, we probably gave away a few games that we didn't have to or we didn't compete very well. But it was a process. It was a nine-week process. That was a regular season. We broke it down in three phases, three games at a time, mm-hmm. to measure where we were. But the whole ultimate goal was to get ready for the playoffs. Yep, and you did. Well, you know, uh, to come in town and say the days of being mediocre are over, it's pretty bold. Uh, it wasn't condescending. It was a statement that we want to win mm-hmm. and win on the field, in the classroom, in the community. Uh, we wanted our community to be proud of us. Uh, not to be a, a talking point on a negative, but being a talking point on a positive, what we do, how we perform, how we uh, play. Um, also, it was about the fact that I feel like we have a winnable sectional for our program. And to say we were going to win sectional right out the gate, you know, that wasn't <laughs> – there were some people that didn't believe it. Right. I believed it, always have. Yeah. And um, our kids started believing, and here we had an opportunity. Unfortunately, COVID, um, it wasn't us. You know, we – we won in the semifinal game, beat a team that really had beat us pretty bad the year before. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a chance to go up to their place, and I loved the opportunity to go to Edgewood. Uh, and the reason I did is because they've got great facilities. They've got a you know history. Mm-hmm. Um, and for our kids to go to their place and be who they were at that moment was a great opportunity. So here it was, and, and I just had this conversation in the weight room. on. Um, yeah. It was on Wednesday night when I was talking to the guys. And um, you know what was the most um, rewarding part of that is when we did what we said we were going to do. Yep. That's number one. But two is when we, at the end of the game, where all the guys were sitting in the locker room and I had a chance to look around and um, 
to see we did what we said we were going to. And that was we were going to recruit the four corners of our city. And when I look around and I see all those eyes and those faces, and I watched a group of guys that had paid the price. I mean, these returning seniors we had last year had worked really hard. They were committed. They kept going out there, win or lose. Um, you know, a lot of games they had running clocks on them, and they, but they kept coming back, right? Mm-hmm. And to get them to buy in to what we were trying to build, uh, it wasn't what your last name was. It wasn't how rich you were, broke you were, smart you were. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't about your family situation. It was about one team, one family, a brotherhood, mm-hmm. and Washington. And to look in that locker room, I saw Washington. And uh, that was very rewarding. So we were preparing and ready because the kids now believed mm-hmm. that together we can do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And um, in doing so, um, we were ready. We we're playing for the sectional championship. Hadn't happened since 2009. It's only the third time in program history. Mm-hmm. And we had an opportunity. But unfortunately, um, being the circumstances, being what they were during the COVID protocols, uh, the team we played had positive players. And consequently, uh, their health department couldn't contact Trace. So the simple solution was just shut the program down. And it was a team you played previously to get to that. Yeah, that Edgewood game. had positive players. Right. And I feel bad for them because nobody wants to go through that. Correct. Um, and so we get the call that Wednesday. I got a call that Wednesday at 1130 and um, that we'd been shut down. The kids were getting called out of classrooms and sent home. We did a Zoom call, but here we were. It was Wednesday, 11.30. We had a game Friday. We're going to go up to Sullivan and play Sullivan for a sectional championship. That was going to be their first opportunity to win a sectional. Mm. So the emotions and the the excitement of somebody's going to walk away with the first sectional championship in program history. Um, Unfortunately, even for Sullivan, they didn't get to play the game. So, you know, they've got a sectional championship with an asterisk. (laughs) Um, And um, so we were done. So we wrapped up the season five and six. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things I can say. You know, first conference win and X number of years since 16. And, um, you know, first time we went we didn't finish last in the conference mm-hmm. in a long time. Uh, most wins in a long time. Most playoff wins since 2009. First sectional championship appearance since 2009. Uh, we had five academic all-state kids, six mm-hmm. all-conference um, guys, um, two all-region guys and a north-south all-star. And... Um, I had an opportunity to um, do something that was special, and it was the coach in the IFCA North-South All-Star Game. Mm-hmm. Our program had never been represented with a coach, mm-hmm. and so that was an honor and a privilege. Uh, but all in all – And you're it, not going to say this, but just so everybody else knows, <coughs> your side won. So, and it was a blowout. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah well, uh, and, but I was around a lot of great coaches. Yeah. I mean, I learned a lot. And, yeah. uh, you know, I was quoted as saying, I'm like a sponge. Well, that quote really was – I'm being a sponge. I'm collecting as much information, learning from these great guys, and um, yeah, we that was a great game for our kids. We first had, time South won in how long? Six years. Yeah, uh, we talked about that day one. Mm-hmm. I imagine. I mean, I, I brought some Washington with me when yeah. I led the team yeah. on that. Uh, that. That you know, days of being mediocre are over. It's our time. It's our year. We're going legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we set the uh, tone right out the gate. These coaches. Um, they were representing Jasper, Zionsville, Centerville, Southport. Great guys, great men who love kids, love mm-hmm. coaching football, and they're in it for the right reason, mm-hmm. and they're very knowledgeable. So it was a great opportunity for a rookie coach like me to learn. Coach uh, Dave Pash was the head coach from Indianapolis Lutheran. Great man. Uh, he set the tone out for all of us on the staff. Um, I was on the defensive staff. Um, 
But yeah, we set the um, game record for most points scored in the game, um, the largest margin of victory. Um, when on the stat sheet, we hit all of our goals and um, defensively, that is. And it was a great experience. They, mm. Just to be a part of that in the 55 years of the game and seeing all these coaching legends and, and um, these kids that have grown into men that had great high school, college, and professional careers there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just a great day. And it was a great day for Washington and Washington football because um, we hadn't been part of that conversation. Yeah. Trey Reed was our South All-Star. Um, he was our first South All-Star since 1989 when Andy Waller was. Jeez. And we only have two in program history. Wow. Um, so for me, um, that's that's special. For those boys, that's special. Well, they're men now. But – um, and my high school coach was there to, uh, uh, you know, just encourage us and be there for us. Andy Waller came, brought his family from Atlanta. Um, we had a great group of Washington people or mm-hmm. people connected to Washington there to support Trey, support me. Um, but, you know, again, um, it's like a lot of things we talk about, whether it be my role with the Chamber of Commerce or Visitors Bureau mm-hmm. or my role with the football program, Um it's it's just an honor and a privilege, but it's been a lot of fun, and there's been a lot of upside. There's a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of opportunities, and um, I see it that way, and it, and so far it's working. And it's not like what you've done with, with the football program, and, and we'll, we'll get into to the chamber and the city here shortly, mm-hmm. but what you've done with the football program is you didn't just, just think, okay, this is just about X's and O's here. Um, let, let's get it. You have to do that. You have to set the game plan. But you brought in some other things um, with that. One of the things would be uh, your your tutoring sessions that mm-hmm. you have. So academics is yeah. still a big part. Yeah. Um, and then asking us and inviting us to come in, yeah. the powerhouse to come in to do Fueling the Hatchets, uh, where we get to feed them, we get to share a gospel message on Thursdays. Um, and and so bringing the faith aspect mm-hmm. into that so you can make sure that, that these kids have some foundational things mm-hmm. in their lives. And um, so I, I think... And it showed, and, mm-hmm. and it showed in them. It showed in the character that that they were building, mm-hmm. um, that they were having, um, being imparted into them. It showed in the coaching staff. It almost every one of the coaching staff would stay whenever we would do our teaching. They didn't have to; they could have yeah, left, yeah. you know. But they would stay just to be one. I think just to be around the kids even more. Well, it's important, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's a lot of um, quotes out there. You know, faith, family, finances, or faith, family, friends finances, right. fitness, all that. Right, right. You know, for us, it's faith, family, football, right? right? Yeah. Um, and, and we love our friends and we love our finances, but, you know, we do the things we can do while we're in it. Um, it was important to me, and I'm going to tell you why, because my personal experience, you know, my backstory, mm-hmm. we talked about that on the first segment. Um, it changed my life path, but it wasn't all what I did. It's what happened for me. People supported me. People encouraged me. People mm-hmm. pushed me. Uh, people gave me opportunities and the experiences I had not only here at Hatchet High, but also at the University of Indianapolis and uh, playing for you know a, a well-respected um, Hall of Famer, Bill Bless mm-hmm. and his staff. Um, but for our kids, it was more about what we're going to do not only as players, but you know without s- grades, there's no football. That's right. You're a student athlete, not an athlete student. Mm-hmm. And um, so we had a lot of work to do in that department. We had eight right. kids or so, maybe a little more, but had to take summer school to be ready. Um, but our kids all stayed eligible during the season 
that was a first in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that, and I'm not talking about there were large numbers of kids like that, but there were kids falling through the cracks. Yeah. And uh, we didn't want anybody falling through the cracks. Uh, we had kids dealing with some adversity at home. We didn't want kids falling through the cracks. We talked about it openly. Um, and we created a, a, a program and a, a community within the community with our football program that when you're going through some adversity, we're there to lift you up. Mm-hmm. You know, that's important to know you got a safe place. Um, right. Fast forward, you know, we had kids go through those situations and got through it, and I think their guards were let down, their hearts were opened up. You witnessed it like I did, that, you know, it was awesome to see kids, you know, when we're praying before our meals, uh, to see kids say, Coach, can I pray? Yeah. Um, yep. See kids that uh, would openly talk about now they're feeling like they're part of something. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, f- that's that's what it's about, right? Yep. And engagement and, and, and encouragement. And, and, ha- and the one in particular that I can remember that that even stepped up almost every time, said, hey, do you mind if I pray? I think he's a sophomore. Yeah. Right. Now he's a junior. Yeah. And um, but but to see that leadership in him, um, he probably didn't have a chance otherwise to show some leadership anywhere. But he definitely saw that he had he had a chance there um, to step up in at least that realm. To show that individual that. you're uh, speaking of, uh, you talk about a transformation. Mm. But you got to know the backstory. Right. And he made a commitment to stay with us when mm-hmm. he didn't have to. He wanted to be a part of something. He wanted to be a part of this change. But what was happening was he was part of something that was changing him, mm-hmm. and um, and but he's changed us too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we've seen a kid that has worked at it, and now he's one of our strongest players. He's one of our best leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a kid that's bought in. I love him, and um, we talk about that. You know, we talk about love. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't make you weak to have love. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make you weak to um, help somebody or be vulnerable. You know, um, those great lear- learning lessons come at the worst times, yeah. adversity, right? Um, and that kid's gone through it. But um, because he's part of it and um, he bought into it, you know, he's a different person now. And he, I can't wait to see what he's going to be like as a senior. Right. And um, But, you know, so we've got kids now. You know, we only had one kid that had to take summer school, but it mm-hmm. wasn't because he's not a smart kid. It's not because he doesn't care. It's just his circumstances. Right. And um, so he's working on that. But as a unit, as a whole, um, students, we do study table. That's mm-hmm. what you were mentioning earlier. We do it. And what's great about it is, um, you know, there, I had some pushback yep. from some parents. Yep. You know, why is my kid being punished for being in the study table? He's a 4.0. Right. And I just had to say, well, it's because you're 4.0, it's open on 1.0. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. We have each other's back. We help each other. And it's beyond football. Or why don't you just stick to football? Why are you doing this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, heard, I've heard it. Yeah. 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 Um, and we do community projects. Mm-hmm. You know, I just announced we're going to be doing the Bethel Mall again. Yep. Um, we've done some other events. You guys came out with our last year when we did uh, with Habitat for mm-hmm. Humanity. We did our uh, yeah. um, uh, Up In and Out. Yeah. And uh, where we did some community projects. Yeah. The best workers we had were the football players. Man, those guys just went at it. Well, the great best opportunities we had were things like that. Mm-hmm. And I say that not because of, I'm, I'm, I'm focused on winning, mm-hmm. I'm focused on the X's and O's and player development, but I'm also focused on people. And, um, and that's important for us. And the reason is there's accountability in it and responsibility in it. Mm-hmm. You know, when kids can hide behind a program, but yet they're not out on Front Street, mm-hmm. pun intended, um, 
there's accountability and responsibility in that because now they're known in the community. Mm-hmm. And and there's nothing more encouraging than when somebody sees you out in the community and says, hey, you're doing a great job, young man. Hey, you're part of the program, football program. Oh, hey, good luck. Mm-hmm. Those are warm fuzzies that really lift you up maybe when you're having a bad day. Those are warm fuzzies that give you an opportunity when you think this isn't for me. You're like, wait a minute, maybe this is for me. And again, you know, in life as an adult, when you get those phone calls, words of encouragement, or somebody bumps into you, or you have that one moment that you just have this conversation with somebody, and mm-hmm. and you get lifted up, does that change your day? Yeah, it changes everything. And um, so I wanted the kids to be involved in the community and be a part of something because if they weren't involved in their activities at school, clubs, mm-hmm. groups, um, they feel like in our program they kind of are. And but I I want them to be involved in the community. Um, It's important, um, especially as young men, to be leaders. Um, I I can't wrap it into one thing. There's a myriad of things. But what we're doing is um, we'll probably see the investment down the road. It's not a short-term get-rich scheme. um, But I appreciate the support we've had. You know, five and six isn't bad for what we've had. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's not our goal. That's not our objective. We're not satisfied with that. Mm -hmm. But uh, when you see our kids... You know, that's the part. And, you know, the way we got started is what it is. Now we've had a full season, an off season. We're seeing kids that are bigger, faster, stronger. We're seeing kids that have more confidence. You know, it's amazing how much more confident these kids are. They believe in what we're doing. Um, They know the expectation. Are we perfect? No. Um, But our numbers are going to hold. we got a lot more kids coming out from different programs, um, different kind of athletes. Mm-hmm. But as a whole, we're pretty excited about what we got going forward. So I feel like, and, and you can correct me if, if I'm wrong, but but definitely a foundation was was being built. Some bricks were being laid to kind of kind of sturdy up that foundation of a culture, of, of a team, what it looks like as a family, what it looks like. Um, so, and this year is... is you got to continue because you got some newer kids coming in mm-hmm. again. So you got to continue with that. But but what are some of the the things this year that you're hoping to build on that foundation? Because you've got just like we talked about the sophomores now our junior, right? You got some good returning people that that bought in last year that that understand here's how here's just what we do. This mm-hmm. is what hatchets do. This is how we how we mm-hmm. hold ourselves. So what's kind of the goal this year um, to kind of expand on that? Well, you know when you look at we had a core group of about 20 guys yep. that had played before. Mm-hmm. We added 40-plus guys that hadn't <laughs> or had gap years, some right? Some of them, you literally never touched the football. There were some yeah. kids, you know, a yeah. lot of our Haitian kids had never played the game of football. Uh, we had other kids that had never played the game of football. They are mm-hmm. going to give it a shot. Um, so we were able to, to get them into where they learned some of the game, mm-hmm. uh, learned some of the football, you know, have some football IQ. Uh, this year, um, it's just – I. I I don't want to overstate this, but it's different. Yeah, in a good way. Um, the kids believe that they have a chance. We talked about this earlier about hope. Mm-hmm. They're hopeful, but not hopeful in like desperate hope. Hopefulness. It's mm-hmm. more like the expected. Mm-hmm. They believe it. Uh, they've worked at it. Um, the hope in things to come. That, yeah, hey, we put in the work. This is what it's going to yeah. look like. Yeah, and and so what, what you got now is you've got kids that have come to our program to join the returning guys that believe. Mm-hmm. And they're good athletes. They're good students, uh, good kids. Um, you know, we've been consistently having 50, 
you know, kids. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a roster that should be around 60, 65. Um, we'll be probably some more kids show up. You know, we've got a lot of kids say they want to do it, but, you know, just to see them, we don't right. see them, so we don't count on them. But, mm-hmm. um, but we've got a core group, and I, I feel like with the core group we have now, even if it's just those 50, we're good. We're good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we want to have a roster of 70, 75. That's what our goal is, you know. So we got five returning seniors. Um, they're great guys that are really, to me, I know they're seniors academically, but to me they're sophomores because it's only their second year in our program. Mm-hmm. We've got 18 juniors, 20-some sophomore, 20-some freshmen. Um, and out of that group, um, they're all different. But once we, you know, as we get through the system, our kids will start having our mindset, our expectations, and developing them. But we've got a good group of kids. And, you know, like these seniors, to see some that they've, what they've developed, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's been really cool. But the real neat thing is as a whole, our program, our expectation this year is no different than last year. Uh, I could I could wear you out on the whole yeah. schedule and the why and the reason. Well, it's sectional, right? And it, and it's mm-hmm. it's getting there and and it's it's making good on what didn't happen last year, right? Uh, for not their not their fault, right. not the not the not their doings, um, but it's it's actually finishing up that accomplishment from what what didn't happen last year. Well, and last year we were still battling with mindset. We're yep. still battling with belief, confidence, all that stuff. Yep. Um, and. Football IQ, mm-hmm. um, we hit it as we planned by the time we got into playoffs. Uh, this year, we got cut short, as you know, in that playoff system. We come in this year, a uh, little bit of unfinished business. Um, mm-hmm. So now we have a little better football IQ. We have a better belief system, better mindset. And so we'll be able to attack this season yeah. uh, a little differently. It's all positive. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when you look at the nine objectives I had, uh, when I came here, the big part of it was our guys being developed, not just as student athletes, not just as athletes, because we want them to be multi-sport athletes, um, but as people and knowing that, you know, you're not a victim of your circumstances. It's mm-hmm. an opportunity. Um, and it's not who you are, maybe what you see at home or out in the you know community. Be who you are. Be the best you can be. Mm-hmm. Um and learn from every situation, and just be be prideful in a sense that you represent something that's bigger than you. You're representing yourself, your family, um, your school, your community, um, our region, and um, but also you have a chance to be different mm-hmm. and and take it to the next level for yourself. Um, and we want them to have those opportunities. We're going to we're going to have more kids sign. You know, to play college football, we're gonna have kids go to sign to go to trade school, um, and that's what I love about it too, is because our kids know, you know, college isn't for everybody, mm-hmm. and um, but what you're passionate about, we support, um, and we we promote the fact that you know, this game teaches you a lot of great life skills, mm-hmm. and um, I can't think of a better sport that gives kids the opportunity to have so much diversity on a team. Um, abilities on a team for one common goal. It reminds me kind of the of the service, you know, mm-hmm. serving uh, the military or in the workplace where you come together with one common goal, mm-hmm. but you have to work as an individual, do your job, yep. and work it together. Your job's a piece of the mm-hmm. whole. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited because I feel like I feel like the um, 
bringing in the youth, starting the youth program, mm-hmm. getting it all underneath one one roof. Um, what that helps and what that does is, is it creates starts creating the the culture early, starts creating the responsibility or the um, even just the the goal it gets the yeah. goal initiated um, in your younger kids. So as they go up and then finally hit you know your seventh eighth and then into high school, they've already been talked about. They already know. They get what the goal is. They get what the mission is. Um, and and again, you'll have kids then that their IQ for the game will be a little better because they played a little longer. Um, which is why you said this isn't a this isn't a quick fix here. This isn't a quick, like, man, you guys are going to go undefeated. And maybe you mm-hmm. will, right? Mm-hmm. And that's great. And because if every kid puts in the work and, and does their does their job, absolutely could be undefeated, right? There's no right. doubt in my mind. Um, but um, I, I'm just excited about what's to come and seeing these younger kids get involved and really, really pushing and, and learning early um, who Washington Hatchet football is. Yeah. And it, it's, it's exciting because... Um you know, we've had a 60-plus year tradition of being part of the YMCA. Yeah. We love those people. I'm a product of that. Right. It's important. They're great for our community. I went to Bar Eve. I played YMCA yeah. football. Yeah, I remember? fifth grade. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and and we're grateful for them to, to buy into the vision, the strategy, the plan. Right. And um, they support that. Mm-hmm. And um, so when we came out with Washington Youth Football, you know, the key was the engagement of families whether it be our football program or youth cheer. Mm-hmm. And um, when you see our kids, we just wrapped up youth camp a couple weeks ago, and we had 62 kids. I think we had 65 or 70 registered, but on any given day we had 60-plus kids. That's there. really good. Yeah. And, um, I, I mean, I got stories too, you know. <laughs> um, we've got kids that just are kids. we got other kids that are the kids that are, you can tell they're not really engaged, they're mm-hmm. not really part of something. Maybe it's because of the awkward stage, and I can relate to that. I know all about that. Mm-hmm. I never lacked confidence, really, mm-hmm. uh, outwardly. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a bigger kid, especially when I was in elementary. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, I got in junior high, and my body changed, and mm-hmm. everything changed. But but I watched some kids that were kind of introverted, kind of mm-hmm. shy, and that's all about self-worth. That's all mm-hmm. about how you feel and how you visualize yourself. But to watch them thrive... And they came back every day, and they're excited. And I'm excited for them, not because of what they bring as a football player. I'm excited for them to see what they can become because mm-hmm. of football and because of a program. And I think the same thing can be said about any sport, right? Right. Um, I'm, I happen to be the head football coach, so I feel passionately about football. Correct. I think that football attracts a different kind of kid because you got all shapes, sizes, all different types of abilities all different circumstances and, and such, but and you can come together and there's a spot for every kind of person mm-hmm. in football. Um, and whether you're a player or not, you can be a manager. You know, we need videographers, we need graphics people, we need managers that are, are passionate about or people are interested in going into maybe healthcare. Mm-hmm. We we need managers that do right. those different kind of things. But but these young kids. Um, and and I've, I, I'm thinking in particular about four or five of them that I, I saw and I watched, um, not because of their abilities, just the transformation just in a short period of time. And then when they go and get receive their equipment, they showed up and they were, <laughs> you know, they were glad to get right, their equipment. Right. And they're That's looking a big deal. Equipment aids a big yeah. deal. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, you got the kids that might be awkwardly oversized right now mm-hmm. for their age group. They're the biggest guy walking the hall. Mm-hmm. But 
they now know, you know. Yeah. So when we, we had the youth camp, it went very well. We had our coaches there, junior high, high school coaches. We mm -hmm. had some youth coaches helping out. And to your point, to see the kids engage top to bottom, right? That that's what it's about. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to do a lot more of that through the season. Yep. Um, so that's where it starts. Our real foundation is our youth. It's really the foundation of what we are, to really plant the seed uh, to let them know, teach them to obviously the fundamentals and teach them the program and, and such. But it's also getting them um, in a program that they, they're going to grow mm -hmm. and it's going to guide them through the process. So yeah. that investment that our coaches make, our program makes in those young kids, uh, we'll see the benefits and, and, and the outcome. Uh, not years to come years yeah, to come but it's going to be exciting yeah to see yeah. that as they grow and mature and some of those kids who are who are a little bit awkward a little bit shy i guarantee you they probably won't be once they hit freshman year well, if right? they give me and a uh, chance to spend some time with them i they promise won't they won't be yeah, <laughs> right and, uh, so so interesting so the the football program definitely plays a big role in the community. I think sports in general, obviously, I don't think anybody would deny, plays a big mm. role in the Indy, Indiana community almost, right? Right. Um, and so, so trans, translate that then into your role as the, the Chamber of Commerce, uh, the Visitors Bureau, being the director there. And and some of your goals are still the same. Four Corners is still talked about, representing the Four Corners inside the Chamber, inside of, of the Visitors Bureau, making sure that, that – Everybody um, has a chance to have a seat at the table if, if they so choose, mm -hmm. right? To talk, to, right. to to really get into issues, and and um, because Davis County is not perfect, we're not claiming to be perfect, um, but to push forward, we got to have all the input we can have. And, yeah, I, I echo everything you just said. I, I agree with everything you just said. You know, from a football's perspective, I believe the strength of a football program mirrors the strength of a community. I believe that, but I think the same can be said for any of our programs, our, our activities, our sports teams, yep. not just at Washington, but yeah. at Bar-Reeve, North Davies, Washington Catholic. Um, but yes, there's, there's a sense that, you know, for me, I feel blessed, lucky to have both roles I have, because I, I believe they're vertically integrated. It's for community sure. building. For sure. And, um, and when you think about community building, you think about Workforce development, but that doesn't start until you have education. Right. You're talking about healthcare. You're yeah. talking about uh, quality of place. Mm -hmm. You're talking about um, a number of factors that deal with economics. You know, economics pay a, play a big role in the success of a person's outcome. It touches everything. Mm -hmm. You know, um, having you know access to quality healthcare, having access to uh, broadband. As simple as broadband. Mm -hmm. uh, you talk about affordable um, opportunities to get educated. You talk about um, simple as workforce, job creation, entrepreneurship, yep. all these things. So for me, um, I have the opportunity in the role that I play with the Chamber of Commerce and Visitors Bureau and to be able to show off our community, to be able to um, support our existing businesses, and be there not from just a, a marketing standpoint, a networking standpoint, mm -hmm. but more of an advocate. Yeah. Uh, so for me in my role, I, I it's kind of weird. I'll be honest. Um, as many people that call me coach, or um, these are people I've known my whole life. I've been Joey to these people, and also <laughs> now I'm coach. <laughs> now coach. But also then my role with the, as the executive director of the Chamber of Commerce and Visitor Bureau, 
um, being able to have an opportunity to lead and be one of the stakeholders to help create a vision, mm-hmm. a strategy, and a plan. You know, you hear me talk about that all the time. Mm-hmm. That's it's essential, mm-hmm. right? What's our vision? What's our one year, two, five, 10, 20, 30 year vision and plan? Um, but also being an advocate for business, you know, that's one of the hardest things. And so the most successful people I know and I've read about, uh, they had a tenacity. They had a belief system. They, a lot of them maybe didn't have a faith-based system in the beginning, but they, they, they found faith mm-hmm. during the process. I love the Walt Disney stories, mm-hmm. of course, but, but J.C. Penney, you know, that's a neat story how mm-hmm. that. But I've always followed that because in my life, in my professional work life, you know, um, how that plays out. But the truth is um, here it's the same. Yeah, we've got a lot of first generation wealth, and what I mean by that is, is, is that they came. They didn't come from rich families or families that had a good economic status, and then they, their tenacity, whatever, mm-hmm. have built businesses um, that have really allowed Davis County to thrive. And mm-hmm. uh, and we've got a lot of even we've got starting to have a handful of first-time entrepreneurs. So I think of Reed's Deli, I think of chamber uh, the Chamber Restaurant, right? Just two off the bat that are restaurants that they're kind of first time going out and starting something and building something, and they're doing it right here in Davis County. Yeah, and you look at, uh, it could be Graber Post Story or DC Metals. It could be Indiana Safety Supply, what Kevin's done there. It could mm-hmm. be... Um, I love the, those that have come here from other countries. You know, right. you look at um, some of our restaurants and Benji's, right? Coming Benji's, from another country, yeah, right? Aaron, Absolutely. Um, some Mexican restaurants yes. and grocery stores. Um, and, Tokyo. Yep. Uh, that story's a, a neat one if you get to know them from China. <laughs> MC um, Tech moving moving a piece of theirs, you know, big from com- Japan from Japan mm-hmm. here to Davis County. Yeah. Like I don't know if we realize how big that. It, think about that. From Japan to Davis County mm-hmm. blows my mind. Yeah, and and what's what's great about that is is that they want to be engaged. Yep. Um, you know, one of the uh, I've got a whiteboard of a vision board mm-hmm. as I call it. Um, our diversity council want to create, and it's these entrepreneurs, these business leaders that um, are leading and from a diverse angle, whether yep. it be um, ethnicity, whether it be culturally. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's important, and uh, we do have that. And what's unique is I tell this story a lot to my friends that aren't from here uh, and people I meet um, is how unique Davies County really is. You know, for a population of in the mid-30s, um, for a city, you know, 11,000, 12,000, um, how diverse we really are. Yeah. Whether it be Old Order Amish to Haitian, Burmese, Japanese, Chinese, Macedonian, I mean, you know, Mexico, Central America, all right here. You know, when, mm-hmm. I, when I came back, um, and it wasn't just for football, it was everything. We have the second largest Haitian population in the state of Indiana. Indianapolis is number one. We have the largest Hispanic population per capita of anywhere in the state. Um, we have the lowest unemployment rates in the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have um, some generational wealth mm-hmm. here. Um, and when I look at from the Chamber of Commerce, you know, um, I've always explained this that um, I feel like economic development is they're the sales and marketing arm mm-hmm. of our economic engine here. And what happens with in terms of investment and mm-hmm. growth in that side? Um, I look at the Chamber of Commerce as the customer service department. Where once they've 
broke ground or once they've moved here and set up mm -hmm. their operation, uh, our role is engagement, being advocates for them, uh, marketers for them, uh, networking opportunities within right. their organization and our community. And so we're more the customer service department to help keep them encouraged and help uh, waving a banner for what they do. For sure. And you've, you've got some, some programs inside of them that are, are helping that along. Um, thinking of young professionals and, and some things that are, that are even uh, getting, getting footing to, to get started. Talk a little bit about that and how, how that's engaging. You know, one of the, the young professionals obviously is close to my heart because I'm young, right? right. Um, and I fit in that category. Um, but one of the things that I that I that we hear and we hear and we hear that young people move out, right? We move mm -hmm. out and they get jobs. And so having just a small program like that, that young people can get together and see each other actually working in the workforce, mm -hmm. starting their own business, whatever it is that they're doing, um, is a big deal and it's growing. Well, let's let's go to the you know. Back it up a little bit. You know, um, our community is no different. We're not that unique compared <laughs> to any other rural community. Right. Rural communities tend to export their best talent. Yeah. Okay. It's not Washington. It's not Davies County. It's not because of where we are and people are leaving because of who we are. It's happening in all rural communities. Mm -hmm. uh, that, so that's normal. But if you get stuck in your bubble, you don't get outside of city limits or county <laughs> right. limits. You think it's just because of us. Right. No, that's what happens everywhere. Yep. Um, so the key is retention, mm -hmm. and and we got to look at what's retention and how do we keep them. Retention is you know retaining, mm -hmm. right? How do we retain that talent? Well, we've been like shipping it off; it's gone forever. Uh, my goal is to see us just put them on lease for you know two <laughs> right. to five, ten years. We let want them, them to go. cut their teeth maybe yeah. and come back. And and, it's, yeah, 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 absolutely. I'm you know, Tony, that. Tony Graber's product, yeah, that, right? Tony Graber went off and, and then came yeah, back. He yeah, he did. I mean, yeah. I would. Tony and I have some great stories. We'd right. see each other in Broad Ripple and, and, yeah. and you know, uh, yeah, he did exactly yep. that. Yep. But I think it's important for you to get outside of city limits or get outside of county limits, go out and get some experiences because mm -hmm. really if you look at it, you're developing a playbook of those experiences. You yeah. can bring that talent and those experiences back and you have a different mindset you have a different thought process, mm -hmm. and and it's good for us to have that. Uh, if we get stuck in our old ways, you know, That's good point. we get stuck in our old ways yep. and think it's always been done that way, but all the while our neighbors to the north, east, west, or south are getting kind of engaged in new ways. Correct. And and it's it's a competition. Now, some people say, well, it's not a competition. Well, it, it isn't in the sense that, you know, you're going to lose sleep over it. But it is in the sense of, are you dying or are you growing, mm -hmm. right? You got to choose. It's one or the other. You're either dying or you're growing. Mm -hmm. And um, and the same thing, you know, you could be said, I. it's in the same thing with football. You know, a lot of people think well, internally, you know, doom and gloom. Now, there are some things that you can see just on first sight, there's a big difference, whether mm -hmm. it be investment, whether it be resources and such available. But at the same time, other programs have issues with player participation numbers, showing up for workouts. I mean, it's one of the sectional teams had that even right that they were down in numbers. Yeah, I can't remember who it yeah, was. But, but I mean, we, even we just offseason yeah. workouts, you know. Yeah. But yeah. what I've learned is in calling people that are most successful, the people that I call upon, whether it be my role with the football program, whether it be my role with the chambers, mm -hmm. the people that are most successful. Correct. I year after year, doing the same stuff, yep. growing. They've won to state move championships. Right. They they've grown their organization. Right. They've engaged with programming. Yeah. And for me, the playbook that I've developed is from those that have done it most successfully. Correct. And um, it's not from those that haven't. 
That's right. probably a smart idea. Yeah. But though, but note to you self, anybody listening to that, that's a good point. Right. <laughs> like take right? that, take that. Uh, right. And, you know, I talk about R and D, rob and duplicate, but it's beyond that. You know, it's R and D research and development. No, it's rob and duplicate. No, don't plagiarize, <laughs> don't steal. But you know, right. but the point of it is, is that if it's good for a champion, yeah, it's got to be good for me. Right. Right. And the same thing it's with at the, least worth a shot. Right? right. Good grief. Right. Yeah. And what you find is they just didn't get there. There was a process. Yeah. And so whether it be my friends at other chambers that are large chambers, mm -hmm. they weren't always large. They've mm -hmm. gone through adversity. They've dealt with the same issues that we would be dealing with here. So what makes a because you know a lot of other chamber directors, mm -hmm. what what have you compiled through the years? That really makes for a successful chamber. Well, um, it's funny because... You know, we had Brian on, and he's with Economic Development, Brian mm -hmm. Niehoff, and we talked about what what really does economic development do, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what's their role? What, right. And, and Brian's super smart. We're lucky to have Brian yes. here. He's doing a great job, and, and he came from another city to impart his wisdom from what he mm -hmm. gained from there to here, and, um, and he really does a good job with that. So... So you, and you're different, but you got a partner. You got to have economic development with you, along with they've got to have the chamber. Just like you said, chambers should be the customer service right. side. So, what are some of the traits of a good chamber? Well, first and foremost is engagement. It's bringing value to an employer mm -hmm. to that they their investment in their chamber of commerce. They see the worth. They see, hey, yeah, we should we should put in this because we we can we feel what's coming out of it. Well, not only that, but they also got to know they've got a chamber of commerce that has their back. You know, we, we, we gotcha. that, that from an advocacy standpoint, from a legislative standpoint, yep. you know, legislation impacts how we do things. Sure. Through regulations, through laws. Uh, you got to be engaged there. You got to have a chamber that has the access to the resources, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, we're comparatively speaking, uh, for our community size and such, we're we're a pretty strong chamber. Yeah. Um, but it's all about programming and, mm -hmm. and, and, and making sure that you're providing opportunities to engage not only your company and your company has a voice, mm -hmm. but also you can engage your staff, your team members within right. your organization to have programs. So you mentioned young professionals. You know, young professionals is a program that we've had it here in the past. It was a separate organization that right. did it. But really, that's one of the staple programs within a Chamber of Commerce is engaging your members that have made their investment in the Chamber of Commerce to give them a platform so they can engage their employees. You're seeing some Chamber members, um, businesses, organizations that are members, sending their younger talent, their younger mm -hmm. people to these young professional meetings. That's so the, the CEO might not go or the owner of the business might not go because, you know, he's 40, 50, 60 years old. But he's got some 20-year-olds that are working for him or 30-year-olds and saying, hey, this is a program that, that we have. Why don't, why don't you go and, and meet some people? And, and, and it's and funny. That's, that's awesome. That's a big deal. Well, it is. And it's not necessarily the age. You know, I, we've, we said it was yeah, under the fine. 40. Yeah. But, and, you know, I'm like the chaperone there for all the guys <laughs> and ladies that are there. But the truth is, is that, you know, it's engagement. It's okay. given a platform that an employer can say, hey, I want you to go to this. You know, one of the big you know, most companies have it in their mission, their community engagement, the community involvement and such. There's a great opportunity with young professionals for those yep. employers to get their staff out there to these first Thursday mm -hmm. events 
Because now you're not only selling yourself, but you're selling your company. You're marketing your company and you're engaging in the community because we have so many businesses here, a couple mm -hmm. thousand actually. Yeah. Um, we have 300, almost 350 members of the Chamber of Commerce. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you look at that, if there's 350 chamber members, think about how many employees there are yeah. in the county, right? Yeah. And it's an engagement opportunity, it's a networking opportunity, it's a marketing opportunity. Um, I can't say enough about it, but when I've watched this group grow, we, in, we installed this new program last year, and we just watched it slowly grow. And what we mm -hmm. do is we move it around to a new location. Right. It's usually a restaurant, pub, or a place that it's like an after-hours event. Mm -hmm. And what's been interesting, it, it supports our chamber members. If you haven't been to a particular restaurant or a pub and never tried their food or their drinks or so forth, it gives us an opportunity not only to spotlight that particular yep. chamber member yep. that's a business, but it also gives us an opportunity to get out of the house and go engage, and it's an after-hours event. Um, it's been good to watch it grow. You've got these – also, you talked about one of the one of the traits for a good chamber is you know legislation does affect – Mm -hmm. That so so you started um, the legis legislative breakfast. Yeah, it's a quarterly and, legislative oh, breakfast. It's, it's just been virtual. Yeah, um, but that's an important component to a chamber of commerce. Yep, and that's being the facilitator, the host mm -hmm. uh, to bring a legislative. I mean, we've had Senator Young on there, right? Mm -hmm. um, we had Eric Basler. Um, we've had Shane Lindauer. Shane Lindauer. Mm -hmm. I mean, great. People who have a say, for, I mean, these are people who are going to uh, D.C., people are going to the state house that, that have a voice for Indiana. That's, That's right. what they're elected for. Right. And, and, uh, and bringing them in to hear that and to, to talk about what's on their radar, what what's moving forward, how can we as Davis County help move the bar forward um, for Indiana. And um, I think I went to both of them, and I think they were just incredible. Well, thank you. And we've got our um, – and it has been – the date hasn't been set yet – it's, um, but we're going to be doing our state of the cities and towns, mm -hmm. state of the city and towns. Um, that's going to be important, and we want to do our state of the county. Yeah. Um, um, but that's the role of the chamber. The chamber is the facilitator of being an advocate for this, and it's also good for uh, our community to to be engaged in the process and to be able to have a voice to send a message to dc are, or where else am i going to get to talk to to senator young now i know he would probably talk to me if i if i put in some i'm not saying he's gonna show, but i had literally an opportunity um if i had something pressing on my mind that because he opened it up for questions and mm -hmm. stuff at the end mm -hmm. a chamber member has an opportunity to talk to him that and it's not his fault, but otherwise we might not be able to get to get to rub a shoulder with with Senator Young. You know what I mean? Right. Um, because we just don't cross paths <laughs> constantly, right? Right. That is an opportunity. Right. And um and that's what you're saying. So you're creating, you're creating that that chamber to have the businesses back. Like, hey, one way that I have your back is I'm going to get you in front of these people who are making laws, these people who are voting for these things, these people who have a voice mm -hmm. um, for our state and for our um, our county. And so I think I think that right there is worth membership. And I'm not just trying to promote and say, hey, you need to be – but I am because that right there, just that alone is worth it. You know well, what I mean? Well, thank you. And, but, but you know, truth is it's, that's our role. Yeah. And um, so getting that initiated and getting that started, um, it's very important. Um and we've got to keep getting better at that 
the chamber. You know, we're, sure. we're going to still work on that and get it better. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to when we have our first face-to-face meetings and we actually can interact. Literally live. rub shoulders, right? right? Yeah, Literally. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but we've been doing Zoom calls on this, and we've had good engagement. I think it's been well-received within the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll bring in others, like the Attorney General, the Secretary of State, you know, both, you know, the Secretary yeah. of State, the new in, uh, that was installed by the governor. Now there will be an election coming correct, for that. Correct. Yeah, yeah. But she's a Southwest Indiana native, right? From Evansville. Um, our new Attorney General, you know, I've known him for 25 years. Todd um, Rakita. Right? Todd yep. Rakita. Yep. Um, he'll be down to speak, so we'll have many more opportunities. That's that's a good one to have because you know he's obviously in the news a lot right now. So. Well, it is, but yeah. but it's it's and it's it's a two way street. It's good Correct. for the Attorney General to be engaged within the, yep. the 92 counties, right? Yep. Uh, but it's good for our community to host, uh, and that's where any time we have somebody, you know, um, that's coming to town, our Economic Development Corporation, yep. our Chamber of Commerce and Visitor Bureau needs mm-hmm. to be invited and engaged in those processes, mm-hmm. whether it be the governor or the lieutenant governor being in town. We want to be all there yeah. because it creates an opportunity to show our strength and who we are. So let's let's talk about the Visitors Bureau side. Now, this is interesting. Some some communities and some counties definitely have enough staff, enough support that they'll split those two up mm-hmm. um, as far as directors or whatever goes. But but you have to wear both hats. Correct. And I'm um, two different boards. They run they run like two different organizations. You're just wearing both hats there. So one of the big things that I, I feel like there's two there's two huge things that that the Visitors Bureau have got has gotten done. Um, one is the the blue signs. I think I think that's a big deal. I, and some people might what What do you mean? It's just a sign, whatever you know. But when you start to to really understand what everybody says, it's just a sign. But here's the thing: when we're traveling and we're on an interstate, we don't see a blue sign to to veer off. Guess what? We don't veer off. Mm-mm. We don't veer off. We, we go to the it, next blue sign. Or we just yeah. cross our fingers <laughs> right. that we're going to get to the next exit to fuel up. Yeah. And the other is 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 a, is is deals with taxes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to speak on any of those, I, I think it's big. I, again, I think those are two huge components that has gotten passed. That again is fighting and having the backs of the businesses around in our community. Well, you know, obviously, and I, I joke about this, but it's a true statement. You know, when I got here. Uh, it, how many times I was asked when I can get Cracker Barrel here and Chick-fil-A, <laughs> right? Um, <clears throat> and we had nothing to do with the Chick-fil-A food truck. I mean, that's okay. their thing. Yeah. They show up. Nobody really has a say-so in it. They just say, hey, we want to come to town, and most people would say yes. Correct. Um, but, you know, jokingly, I joke about that. About I looked at, you know, what we already had, mm-hmm. what we have here. And and we talk about I-69 and the development of I-69 in that yep. whole corridor area. Um, but the truth is... I was more interested in how do people even know to even take the exit? You know, you, yeah. you're well-traveled. I'm sure our viewers and listeners are well-traveled. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just one of those things we take for granted, yeah. right? If you're yeah. looking for gas, food, lodging, attractions, so forth, you see the biggest names in America on mm-hmm. those signs. Um, you veer off. You veer off, and you know that exit. And over time, you just remember, hey, I'll, I'll get off at Washington, or yep. I'll get off here at this exit. Yep. If you've gone the same path, you know, same Correct. route Correct. repeatedly. But um, it was important for me to get those blue signs out there mm-hmm. so people knew. And interesting enough, um, there is a blue sign there up at the crane exit mm-hmm. with the hotel and the co-op gas right. station. But really, we're the first major sign between Evansville and Bloomington. Mm-hmm. And so now people take that exit, 
and um, you know it started with the campaign and yeah. it all started with getting uh, businesses engaged in it um, our good friends and partners over at Hux were the first to say yes They're quick yep and um, they put their Hux logo out there they mm-hmm. put Godfather's Pizza out there and next thing you know the others that were thinking about it made a decision about it yeah and that's where Casey's joined in and Arby's mm-hmm. and others are doing the same now. So when you see that, we're getting ready to add uh, some more signs out there, the attraction and the camping. Um, you'll see that coming here real soon. Mm-hmm. Um, that was an important thing. It's a start, right? It's just yeah. low-hanging yeah. fruit, easy peasy. Just let's get that done. Right. And now we've got that established. But so it makes an impact. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, the other issue was is our local innkeepers tax, which doesn't impact our local residents per se. It's our, it's our guests and visitors. Mm-hmm. And uh, our innkeepers tax uh, was installed, that, that tax uh, was installed in 1987. Just okay. for the viewers, I was born in 86. So, yeah. yeah. I'm an 87 <laughs> just, graduate for Just the for viewers. you, yeah. Just for you, yeah. I was, <laughs> I turned the tassel and he He's he got. He's still chaperoning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I, uh, that puts things in perspective, big time. But no, it does, right? That's thirty. That's thirty-four years. Yeah, yeah. And so, there had been some um, attempts or modest attempts, you know, to get that done. But uh, to get that um, moved and changed, uh, the purpose of that is is that gives us the resources and the funding that we need to help promote tourism and market Davies County uh, yeah. in a way that helps our hospitality industry, our food and beverage industry, our right. retail industry, right. uh, our, our fuel and gas industry, as well as um, all the other businesses within the county. And an innkeeper's tax is basically, it's simply put, it, it's just that additional tax is added to a hotel bill mm-hmm. for those that stay uh, and visit uh, our communities. Um, certainly, we need more hotel rooms. Uh, a lot of people would be surprised to hear that, but it's true. No, it is. Go, um, go, go! Look at Holiday Inn. Go look at yeah. um, these places during the week, even. Yeah, and they they Sunday have through Thursday lots. they're packed. Yeah, and yeah. in weekends it, it it depends on what the event is or what's going on. Correct, but they're packed. But those additional dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, but to get that process started, we needed a resolution drafted. I drafted a resolution. Yeah, that's what. So talk through that because that mm-hmm. did that wasn't just like oh Joe wants this and then the county votes on it because that's not it at all. No, no. Um, this this wasn't a this had to go through many channels mm-hmm. and a couple of different votes to then move to the final right. Correct, yeah. And so kind of go through that process because it it's not a it's not an easy channel to get through. No, it's not. I mean, it starts at the local level. First of mm-hmm. all, you got to garner the support of those that are, are part of the process. And that's the county and getting the commissioners and all that stuff kind of on the same same. Well, even page. before that, you got to engage with your innkeepers. Gotcha. Okay. To, to you know, the, the, so they see the the benefit, the benefit and they right. also see the vision in it and the why. Um, you certainly have to engage your visitors bureau, tourism commission board. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to engage your local stakeholders, whether it be the, the mayor's office, yep. uh, whether it be um, economic development, whether it be um, anybody that's uh, indirectly or directly associated with the impact this would have. So once you have garnered their support, um, then you have to draft a resolution. So mm-hmm. uh, we had attempted this uh, a few other times. Unfortunately, our resolution got you know packed into a bill that was dead on right. arrival. Right. Um, but... So we, I drafted the resolution. Um, I presented it, um, you know, the idea to our commissioners. They supported it unanimously. 
then I had to present to our county council mm-hmm. to garner their support, and certainly by them signing off on the resolution. That helps. I mean, they're agreeing upon the particular rate mm-hmm. and so forth. So um, we had to garner their support. We got the majority of their support. And once that resolution was signed, it was then now, how do I take it to Indianapolis? Mm. And um, when you take it to Indianapolis, you got to find a home for it. It's got to be in a bill that um, that makes sense. And um, our local representatives, uh, Shane Lindauer, um, Eric Basler, uh, were informed about it. They knew about it. Um, they were helpful in it. Uh, but we also had other friends Mm-hmm. That helped get it across the finish line, but uh, it starts. In, it started in the Senate. It got tied into Senate Bill 381, um, and it got the language got put in there. Um, our good friend Mark Messer, you know, helped out in that process. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friends up north that I knew in the House and the Senate were very helpful. Uh, but then from there, you know, goes the Ways and Means, mm-hmm. and Ways and Means has to sign off on it, and it has to get the vote. Then it has to go to the House. Right, yeah. and it yeah. goes through that committee. And at any point in time, this dies. Correct. At any point in time, it gets it gets pushed off Correct. and just dies. So it got attached to a, a bill that was representing Tippecanoe County, that had a particular name was named you know Tippecanoe County, and they had an adjustment in their innkeepers tax, um, and how the dollars were allocated to who. Right. Right. So we got attached to that. It looked like a good place for it. Mm-hmm. Um, as this process went along, and and our representatives worked hard on it, you know, Ms., you know, Senator Basler and Lindauer and our friends. Um, when you look at that process, um, then it changed a little bit because there was another county adding their their resolution to it, and right. and so um, you know it just didn't happen overnight. But the the good news is it happened, right? And um, I can't say enough about our local representatives to support it, you know, and mm-hmm. and whether they're in the front end or the back end of it, we right. were all in it together. Um, and um, those friends of ours that helped push it across the line mm-hmm. and basically present it, you know, somebody had to present it and believe in it, mm-hmm. and that happened. Um, so when the legislative process, without sounding like, you know, uh, this is how a bill becomes a law, um, <laughs> you know, um, but there's a process in it. It just doesn't happen. And um, once it passes the process it finally mm-hmm. reaches the governor's desk, and he signs it, and he signed it. And um, so it took effect July 1st. Mm-hmm. Uh, we won't see the, the actual change until August 1st because there's a 30-day. They put mm-hmm. in the language of this particular bill anyway that there's got to be a 30-day notice, and um, it won't take effect until August 1st. Gotcha. So the good news is those additional revenue dollars will give us the ability to help us see um, and obtain our goals, what we're trying to do with the, a conference uh, tourist center um, and supporting that. Now, that's not to be confused with what's happening in a private marketplace Correct. and banquet facilities and such. This is more a different venue, mm-hmm. um, cultural center. It's going to be able to touch on many things. And mm-hmm. what's interesting is is um, that this project that uh, we had been looking at, that we garnered the support from the county and the commissioners of, of pledging some finances mm-hmm. towards it, um, the city, the mayor has pledged mm-hmm. some finances towards it. And, of course, we had finances where we were pledging. Mm-hmm. And then we knew we could count because 1.5% of this new increase is earmarked towards facilities or special tourism projects. Mm-hmm. Um, that it, it opened up the opportunity because I really wanted to get involved with 
an art, arts and cultural side of the things what we have in our community. Right. And so now we've got a new team that's been added to it. And so this has taken a new turn in a positive. Just that by can, that one change in the excise yeah, or whatever, that, that, that's really... If I did, Let me just say this. If I looked at this in just simple dollars, right? let's say the project I was looking at was a dollar, right? It's going to mm-hmm. cost me a dollar. Well, and we had a vision on this, but we also wanted to be able to include other things such mm-hmm. as arts and cultural. Well, now that's turned into like five dollars mm-hmm. in terms of project and and the Correct. stakeholders and the people saying, "I want to be involved in this and mm-hmm. I want to invest in this or I want to pledge towards this." So, what's been good is just the conversation of it and the direction we've gotten to mm-hmm. from it. Um, it's good for our community, right? Yep. Yeah, so those two things, um, those were two goals. And you know this, um, having a seat at the board on the Chamber of Commerce and, and during the process of mm-hmm. my hiring, um, the, one of the key things was the innkeeper's tax. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of my keys were creating great programming within our Chamber of Commerce mm-hmm. um, and adding some more value-added benefits, uh, engagement in that. Mm-hmm. From the Visitor Bureau standpoint was – um, creating the destination sign program, right. creating um, uh, a new uh, platform with our innkeepers tax and how we use that and what the use of it is and how we market Davies County. And so we're getting there. It doesn't happen over the overnight, mm-hmm. but uh, we're making great progress towards that, I think. Yep. Um, we still have a lot of work to do, um, but I want to see us in a better place. And I think we have a great opportunity. Yeah. Um, you know, it's easy to look at our neighbors and say what they have, but you got to understand the process and how they mm-hmm. got what they have. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, we're going to have I-69 built up. We're going to have other growth spots mm-hmm. within our county. Uh, one of the things that has been very helpful is I believe we have to engage all four corners of our county. And so we, I put in some effort and some work in North County and East County, and we're, now we're getting footprints there, pods, if you will, mm-hmm. that in those areas of the county that are engaged in what's going on beyond just what's happening in Washington. Yep. And um, I think it's important because there's a lot of great things going on. Absolutely. And it's just connecting. So um, you'll hear more about that, see more with that in terms of what we're doing in North yeah. County and what we're doing in East County as well. Yeah, I think I think there's there's good stuff on the on the rise. There's good stuff happening. There there was good stuff happening before. It's just bringing that to light, right? Um, but you know, to kind of wrap things up here, what one question to end it here? What drives Joe Morris? What makes you wake up every morning and say, okay, it's 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 today. It's game time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's simple, you know. Um, I just want to leave what I'm involved in better than how I found it. And, um, you know, there's a lot of ways of giving. You can write a check. You can give your time. You can encourage. Um, I just want to give back everything that I think I've received. Mm -hmm. And um, it's one of those things that for me, uh, whether it be football, whether it be my role at the Chamber of Commerce and Visitor Bureau, whether it be within the community, um, live like you're dying, and um, you can give back. You may not be able to write the million-dollar check, mm-hmm. but you can have a million-dollar impact. Just the way mm-hmm. you treat people, the way you engage with people. And, um, you know, there's a legacy in everything mm-hmm. we do. 
How do you want to leave it? For me, I spent a lot of years trying to be somebody when I already was somebody. Hmm. And I was chasing things that um, in other places, but I always had a, a heart and a passion for my hometown. Mm-hmm. And I, I really believed that I could stay and be where I was at or somewhere else and, and give back. But that's not what God's plan was for me. Mm-hmm. And that's been very humbling for me to accept. And I accept it, but it's been very humbling to experience it. Right. And and whether it be with a parent, talking to a parent, what this has done for their son, whether it be seeing what it's done for my player, mm-hmm. um, whether it be what we're seeing in the transformation of mindset of a community, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be what we're accomplishing, you know, with in the chamber or the visitors bureau, um, it's not work to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't particularly have a schedule because uh, every day I'm engaging in something. I think I think the schedule is really like about seven to, to ten at night, maybe eleven at night. Yeah, and it sometimes it's not till nine be. because I stated it was one o'clock at <laughs> right, night, right? But yeah. um, the truth is, yeah. is that it just it, it varies. But right. you know, every day there's a victory. I can tell you stories. Mm-hmm. Every day there's a victory somewhere, and we have a great community. We have a very giving community. We have a community that wants it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and um, I just think it's important in my role. My responsibility, in my role is to be do what I can, the best I can, yeah. and be there to support our businesses, uh, whether it be a, just a simple little ordinance in the town, you know, right. or whether it be uh, within our community with our kids. Mm-hmm. And we want to be champions. Yep. And everybody defines that differently. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Joe, man, I, I just, we covered a lot. Yeah. Um, when there's a lot going on, there's a lot to cover. Yeah. And uh, we covered a lot of different, different mm-hmm. areas, but, but they all intertwine. I think, I think your heart, I think people see this as, is just to, to continue to, to make Davis County better than it was yesterday and, um, and to continue to do that every day. And so we appreciate everything you do. We, we thank you for, for what you do for us here at the powerhouse, but, but for what you do in the community and the teenagers and the kids and, and, um, and businesses. And, um, so, so thank you for that guys. I hope, I hope you even caught just that last piece. I think that was, that was like, that was the thing that sums it up, which is, um, you might not be able to write the million dollar check, but you can have a million dollar impact. And um, so just remember that as you go out, guys, you know, we love you. We thank you for supporting this show, for supporting us and, uh, and for listening. We hope that you gathered something from this, that where you are today is not where you have to stay. So go out and make a difference. And uh, we appreciate you.